Hello, and welcome to this week's Three Shifts edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. Sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts edition straight to your inbox at sixpages.com. And for exclusive access to our member-only briefs and full repository of content, become a member at sixpages.com forward slash join. It's July 9th, 2021. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, a crop of U.S. startups are promising instant delivery in under 30 minutes. Two, vaccine certificate programs are being rolled out. And three, TikTok's AI recommendation engine is now for sale. Shift one. A crop of U.S. startups are promising instant delivery in under 30 minutes. The pandemic-driven adoption of grocery delivery has left behind a population far more comfortable with buying groceries online. In a recent March 2021 survey, 73% of U.S. consumers had purchased groceries online within the prior three months, versus 17% a few years ago. Instacart, alongside other grocery delivery services, enjoyed such dramatic growth that it is now building a fast-growing advertising business marketing to its users. But the bar of consumer expectations continues to rise, with the advent of startups like GoPuff and Gorillas promising delivery in under 30 minutes. The Wall Street Journal tested some of these services and reported delivery times under 15 minutes, with one service averaging 7.5 minutes. While not the first time we've seen startups with similar ambitions, for example, China's fast delivery services and Cosmo circa 2000, the current wave may be a confluence of technology catching up to ambitions combined with loose capital and the ability to learn from the lessons of the past. Instant delivery services typically operate through quote-unquote dark neighborhood micro-warehouses the size of a convenience store, which may enjoy two times the sales per square foot of a supermarket and can be profitable at 350 orders per day each, or retail locations with storefronts, for example, GoPuff's BevMo locations. Orders can be picked in a few minutes and handed to waiting couriers, who might serve a radius of one mile from a given location. The most aggressive instant delivery services have full-time couriers and may even offer service without a minimum order or delivery fee. These services typically service only urban areas and a fewer SKUs, for example, 2,000 versus 10 to 30,000 at a grocer. They may charge up to a 10 to 40% premium compared to a grocer, but in an urban area where prices are already high, the bill can end up being comparable. Typical basket size might be $20 to $50, less than a grocery store or online grocery, but still four times the convenience store basket size. U.S. instant delivery leader GoPuff delivers products in over 650 U.S. cities in under 30 minutes for a flat $1.95 fee on a $10.95 minimum order or on a $5.95 per month delivery subscription. GoPuff, which raised $1.2 billion at an $8.9 billion valuation in March 2021, has been on a tear of acquisitions lately. Liquor retailers BevMo and Liquor Barn, fleet dispatch platform RideOS, and UK delivery platform Fancy. It is reportedly also in talks with UK 10-minute delivery player Deja. GoPuff now operates 450 micro-fulfillment centers inclusive of the retail locations from acquisitions, with delivery by a network of independent drivers who received the full delivery fee. Last month, news leaked that GoPuff was launching an advertising business unit to promote local inventory to its customers. Gorillas, 
which offers 10-minute delivery and averaging 7 minutes, became Germany's fastest-ever unicorn just nine months after launching. It operates in 25 European cities and, after raising $290 million in March 2021, launched U.S. operations in May 2021 in six neighborhoods of New York City. It plans to cover, quote-unquote, several major urban areas in the U.S. by the end of 2021. Gorillas operates over 100 micro-fulfillment locations with 2,000 SKUs each, employs a fleet of contracted bike couriers, and charges $1.80 per delivery with no minimum order. Instant delivery startups are hoping to take share from big grocery delivery players like Walmart, 47% of the market, and Instacart, 45% of the market. Instacart may be feeling the pressure. In May 2021, it launched a 30-minute priority delivery service in 15 U.S. markets and plans to expand to more geographies soon. Food delivery services like Uber Eats and DoorDash are also moving into the space. Uber is partnering with GoPuff to offer free delivery to Uber Pass and Eats Pass members and also operates one-hour liquor delivery service Drizzly. DoorDash has launched its Dashmart service with delivery in under 30 minutes through dark convenience stores. Globally, there are dozens of fast delivery services of varying size getting in the game. Other instant delivery startups operating in the U.S. include Joker, Fridge No More, and Food Rocket. In Europe, an instant delivery hotspot, players include Delivery Hero, Flink, Get Faster, Getter, Deja, Zap, Wheezy, Jiffy, ASAP, Okado Zoom, Kaju, Glovo, Rolik, Wolt, and Bolt. Instant delivery startups need capital to scale their hyperlocal networks and are grabbing investor attention as part of the broader grocery delivery space. In just Q1 2021, investors pumped $7.4 billion in a grocery delivery deals around the world, more than the full prior year, with $2.2 billion in just North America. Q2 2021 was also strong, though calmer, at $2.6 billion. Investment is being supported by the belief that online ordering by consumers will continue to persist post-pandemic. According to UBS, 22% of grocery sales could be online by 2024, versus 4% before the pandemic. The quote-unquote convenience opportunity may be smaller than the capital pouring into instant delivery would imply. However, the short delivery window opens the door beyond convenience products to fresh groceries and hot food. GoPuff, for instance, is framing its category as quote-unquote instant needs. If consumers can get most of what they need at a comparable price on a near-instant basis, it has the potential to change how they shop. Rather than visit a grocery store for basics and adding impulse buys, purchasing a week of groceries in advance, consumers can buy more frequently and on a just-in-time basis. And once consumers get accustomed to near-instant gratification within minutes, it may be hard to turn back. Achieving profitability will be a challenge for instant delivery startups. Margins are typically slim in grocery delivery, and, without scale, 70% of the cost of goods sold might go to wholesalers. Gorillas is reportedly losing $1.82 on every order. Scale will be essential to getting to profitability, along with network architecture, efficient use of real estate, vertical integration, basket size, high-margin offerings, and alternate revenue streams. Other key decisions that have cascading implications include the quantity and type of SKUs, as well as courier strategy. For example, contract versus independent, which can impact courier relationships. With scale being critical, we're already seeing a wave of consolidation. For instance, Deja acquired Genie in March 2021 
and is reportedly now itself in talks with GoPuff, which also recently acquired Fancy, and Getter just acquired Block. The large grocery chains might also be potential acquirers. Certainly, in the future, we'll be relying on very few instant delivery brands with scale, not several dozen. To read more content related to Instacart, fulfillment, and retailers pushing into advertising, check out our June 4th, 2021, Three Shifts edition, Instacart considers a massive pivot to automated fulfillment centers. In our June 24th, 2020 brief, publishers and retail brands adapt to the coming death of third-party cookies. Shift 2. Vaccine certificate programs are being rolled out. 3.4 billion doses of COVID-19 vaccine have been given globally, enough to vaccinate 22% of the world's population. In the U.S., 48% of all Americans of any age and 56% of Americans aged 12 and up are fully vaccinated. As the world unlocks, domestic and international travel are on the rebound. With that is coming the rollout of digital vaccine certificates, often called vaccine passports. Last week, the EU officially launched its digital COVID-19 certificate program across all 27 member countries. The program, which grants quarantine-free entry to EU residents, provides verification via a QR code and digital signature that an individual has been vaccinated, received a negative test, or recently recovered from COVID-19. Individual nations are in charge of distributing certificates, with over 200 million certificates generated so far for the 450 million EU population. All countries are expected to be online within six weeks, though some are still getting their act together. Individual countries still may have additional requirements before allowing travelers within their borders. Some may accept the UK's NHS COVID pass launched in May 2021, though the EU does not. In the US, there is no federal US vaccine certificate program, though the Biden administration has been helping to coordinate the 17-plus disparate initiatives. At the state level, four US states have active digital vaccine record programs, New York, Louisiana, and the recently launched programs in California and Hawaii coinciding with the state allowing mainland vaccinated travelers to avoid quarantine without pre-travel testing. Three additional states are considering a program. While residents are not required to carry a digital vaccine record, nor are businesses required to ask for it, they can be used to allow entry into public events. The topic has become a political hot-button, with 19 U.S. states banning vaccine verification programs to some degree and an additional seven proposing a ban. Beyond Europe and the U.S., Vaccine certificate programs have already been rolled out in many other countries, for example, Israel, China, Singapore, and India, and are coming to still more, for example, Japan. Some countries are piggybacking on initiatives developed by non-government organizations. For instance, Singapore is accepting the International Air Transport Association's IATA Travel Pass, which is being trialed by 45 airlines around the world. California is using the Smart Health Card's open-source framework developed by the Vaccine Credential Initiative, or VCI, of the Commons Project, which is involvement from a private sector coalition, including Oracle, Microsoft, Salesforce, Epic, and Cerner. Last week, Google announced it had updated its Passes API on Android devices, which developers can use to store payment cards, boarding passes, and event tickets to include COVID-19 vaccination and test cards. Apple's Wallet app can also present digital records of COVID-19 information from compatible sources, such as New York's Excelsior Pass. Walmart offers customers who received in-store vaccinations access to a VCI standard digital record. A host of other companies, such as IBM, which built New York's system, Clear, and CrowdPass, 
also offer services to store COVID-19 health information. ID2020 just released a blueprint for interoperability standards from its Good Health Pass collaborative as well. Concerns continue to be raised regarding digital vaccine records. A lack of interoperability or integration among different programs, particularly certificates issued by governments, is a major issue. Accuracy can be a problem, with physical records misspelled or misplaced by state health departments resulting in individuals not being able to access their certificates. Weak security can also risk exposing users' health information to bad actors. Government surveillance is one of the most prominent concerns. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF, has pointed out that vaccine certificates can enable surveillance as well as result in businesses marginalizing individuals who can't get a vaccine for justifiable reasons. The decisions around which vaccines to recognize are also a source of controversy. In the EU, the Digital COVID-19 Certificate only recognizes vaccines licensed by the European Medicines Agency, EMA, which means it does not recognize Covishield of India, Sinovac of China, Sinopharm of China, or Sputnik V of Russia. The decision has come under criticism from the African Union for propagating inequality, since these vaccines have been widely distributed in low- and middle-income countries. To read more content related to COVID-19 and the travel industry's recovery, check out our March 19th, 2021 special edition, Unlocking the World, What Will Our Next Normal Look Like? In our April 28th, 2020, Three Shifts edition, Airbnb's IPO filing and the mixed signals from the travel industry. Shift 3. TikTok's AI recommendation engine is now for sale. ByteDance, the Chinese tech firm behind TikTok in an array of consumer offerings in short-form video, news aggregation, and chat messaging, quietly launched a new business last month. BytePlus, the newest unit, offers AI and analytics services to enterprises, offering them access to the same algorithms that ByteDance uses across its own portfolio. ByteDance's apps many of which leverage AI to personalize content and increase stickiness with users, has amassed over 1.9 billion monthly active users across all platforms, as of December 2020. The services being offered include machine translation, Byte Plus Translate, real-time AR effects, Byte Plus effects, user analytics and testing, data rangers, and most notably, ByteDance's recommendation engine, Byte Plus Recommend. TikTok's success has relied heavily on its noted AI recommendation engine, which predicts what users will like based on their in-app activity and improves as they use it. Clients in sectors like shopping, travel, social gaming, advertising, beauty, and media and entertainment will be able to use ByteDance's tech to provide personalized recommendations tailored to end-user preferences. BytePlus already lists a handful of customers, including U.S. sneaker shopping app Goat, Singaporean travel booking app WeGo, Indonesian group buying network Chili Belly, Indian social gaming platform GamesApp, and Chinese game publishing company Webi. While ByteDance is best known for its consumer apps, it has long held B2B ambitions. Its enterprise collaboration platform Lark, also originally developed as an internal tool, became broadly available in 2019. BytePlus itself builds on a similar ByteDance B2B service in China called VolkEngine, which serves JD.com, Vivo, and Geely, among others. ByteDance's decision to offer other businesses access to the AI underpinning its most popular offerings could be a risk akin to giving away the quote-unquote secret sauce. In particular, its willingness to make available its recommendation engine, its crown jewels, suggests that its B2B ambitions are serious. In so doing, 
ByteDance is looking to tap into a global AI services market expected to reach $38 billion by 2024. In opening AI services up to business users, ByteDance could be gaining access to an even more lucrative asset, i.e. data. ByteDance already uses a massive amount of user-generated data, for example through TikTok, to continually train and improve its algorithms. BytePlus could enable it to use an entirely new swath of data from B2B customers to further train its algorithms, which ByteDance can then use to improve its own platforms. Whether ByteDance's perceived ties to the Chinese government will pose a barrier to adoption, however, remains to be seen. As it becomes easier to incorporate TikTok-like mechanisms elsewhere, we're likely, for better or worse, to find more TikTok-like addictiveness vying for our attention. For consumer apps, AI recommendations have the potential to become table stakes. And as consumers, we'll have to steel ourselves for a wave of new or updated consumer apps that we can't tear ourselves away from. To read more content related to tech players selling their internal tools and assets to business customers, check out our July 2nd, 2021 Three Shifts Edition, our Gusto's new payroll APIs signaling an ambition to become the stripe for HR. In our July 15th, 2020 brief, who will be the next set of big tech firms? That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition. A reminder that if you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on the right to repair. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition. <laughs>